Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Rambles with C. Sherwood. So, it is quarter to ten right now on a Saturday evening, and I am very bored. So I decided, well, why don't I use one of my great passions, which is talking constantly, and turn that into something creative. So here we are, with me sitting, literally by myself, in my living room, just talking out loud, and turning it in last. So yes, here we are. I've decided that um, I want to call this Rambles with C. Sherwood because I can assure you that this will be a ramble with me, Caspian Sherwood. Now, for this first ever episode, I don't even know if I'll make another one, but for this episode... I wanted to talk about a question that's been floating around my head recently. Now, I saw this question because it was actually on a fridge magnet um, at the fridge in my office in church where I work. And I actually can't remember it off the top of my head, but I'm just going to look it up on my phone. So let's go to photos. Do do do. Uh, here it is. Wow. There it is. Okay. So the question that I'm going to be rambling about tonight is this. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? I'll say it one more time. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? Wow. Now that is a real thinker, isn't it? What would you do what would you attempt to do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I guess one reason why this question has been floating around my head is because the prospect of not failing, firstly, just seems a bit crazy to me. Like, it seems very alien. I feel like life, we're surrounded by our own failures and mistakes, as well as those of others, all the time. Um, but it's actually, especially for me, in my season of life right now, I feel like it has been and it will continue to inevitably lit- be littered with failures. Um 
So this is probably a good point for me to explain a little bit about my context. So I am a 20-year-old guy living in Oxfordshire, England, just in case this podcast ever makes its way international, you know, big time. Um, and I am a second year student. I've just gone into second year studying theology, mission and ministry, specialising in youth work. In other words, I'm learning how to be a youth pastor and I write essays about it and theology and mission. It's pretty cool. Um, and I'm studying with the absolute best people called Rain Ministries. Shout out Rain Ministries. If any of you are listening, you guys are all great. I love you. Um, yeah, so I felt like that was the context I needed to give because my story at the moment is that I'm I'm trying to figure out how to be a youth pastor, basically. How to lead young people, how to lead them to get to know Jesus and how to lead them in sticking by Jesus. Because it's not it's not like when you choose Jesus, it's an easy road by any means. And so I think as much as I long to help people encounter Jesus for the first time, I know that a lot of what my life life's work will be is hopefully is helping people to just stick to the course, stick to their path that they know they want to be on and keep following Jesus and walking with him, doing life with him. And the reason I'm saying all this is because it's flipping hard. <laughs> and what I find hardest is... Um, have you ever heard of something called... I think it's called imposter syndrome. So this idea that you just feel like an imposter. You feel like you're somewhere where you don't quite belong. You feel like an imposter. And for me, what that looks like is I look around me and I see leaders and then I look at myself and I think, how am I ever going to be able to lead young people and raise them up and disciple them in the ways that I would love to. And I just feel like I can't, basically. <laughs> I feel like I'm not cut out for leadership. And yet here I am doing what I'm doing because, well, because I feel like this is what God is asking me to do. And that's enough. That's enough for me to want to do it. So, yes, 
all of that to say, I am a second year student who is trying to learn how to lead young people and lead ministry. And I feel like I'm an imposter and I feel like I'm failing all the time. So this question of what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail really just gets me it um it scares me almost but it also inspires me because yeah as it's been floating around my head i i haven't even begin to think about what i would do what would i do if everything i laid my hands to succeeded if everything i dreamt of and envisioned actually became a reality what would i do what would i dare to do what would you dare to do very <sighs> quick drink break yeah and so this is going to be a ramble because I have no answers to that question, but I feel like I want to I want to think about it and I want to talk out loud to myself. Um and maybe encourage or confuse or bore listen listeners who happen to be listening to this right now. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? I think, honestly, I probably wouldn't be doing much different to how I'm, to what I'm doing now, to be honest. And that might sound crazy. Um, things would look totally different to how I've, how I would picture them because there's things that I dream of doing that just terrify me. And that I feel will never happen. So if I knew I couldn't fail, that's what I would be going after. But in terms of the short term, I think this question really encourages me because it makes me realise that actually I don't think my life would look very different if I couldn't fail. The only difference is right now I'm trying to do it anyway, despite failures. I couldn't fail I'd still want to be doing what I sense God is asking me to do because I know that that will give me the greatest joy it it will be what I have the greatest passion for and it will be what ultimately fulfills me it will be what gives me purpose what gives my life meaning and so yeah think if I couldn't fail I would be where I am at my home church the people's church big up the people's church where I grew up I would be here and I would be trying to build a youth ministry or sorry I shouldn't say that helping to continue to grow the youth ministry because 
what is already going on here is super cool and super exciting. And it's a blessing that I'm stepping into it as an intern with a team around me of incredible people who also want to serve and love young people and an incredible leader, Shannon, who has blessed this church and completely turned around, transformed the youth ministry because of her faithfulness to God and the way she loves people and her courage. And it's funny, even as I say that, <laughs> I feel like for me, the what did I just say there when I was describing Shannon? The way she loves God, the way she loves people and her courage. Do you know that of those three things, I feel like I'm, I'm loving God. Um, I can always do better at that for sure, but I am doing that. And I am trying to love people. But it's the courage. That's what feels like is missing from my life. Excuse me. Don't know if you heard that little burp, but hopefully not. Um, yeah, courage feels like I see the places and the person I want to be and where I want to be, who I want to be. And I just feel like it will take such courage that I don't currently know, that I don't have to be able to get there. But yeah, I, I don't want this to turn into me just complaining or sounding depressed because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. But this is what, this is the kind of thing, these are the kind of things this question brings up because it takes courage to keep going and press on through failures. So what would you do if you never failed? Yeah. I think I would be helping to lead this ministry in the direction God is taking it. And I would be loving young people specifically. That's one thing I'm learning at the moment. Doesn't matter how hard I try, I can't love everyone in in a church. But I can pick out a few and I can choose to spend my time with them and really invest in them, sacrifice for them. You know, that's what we see Jesus do. The Son of God Himself. And he spends his time basically with twelve. ragamuffins the s God himself is like 12 enough for me <laughs> I just love that I find it so encouraging and it says so much about what leadership is so yes if I could not fail I think 
I would be figuring out who those people are and investing in them and just trying to disciple people. And this this ramble I'm going on right now, it may sound like I'm being super holy or I'm being fake, but honestly, this is, yeah, this is me. And it's not because I'm super holy or super loving or anything. I'll tell you why it is. It's because I am the product of someone like this. I am a kid who was picked out and invested in and just loved into, yeah, more into growing into a more fuller image of Christ. I absolutely butchered that. But what I'm trying to say is when I was a youth, my youth pastor, Shannon, and her husband, Stefan, they chose to sit with me and hang out with me and invest in me, even though it probably wasn't very much fun for them because I had a whole load of issues. <laughs> I was a really quiet kid, very shy, very nervous, very socially anxious. And they, yeah, they saw past that all and they they just loved me in that place and they invested in me and they helped me to grow. And, yeah, I'm not explaining this very well, but they just did life with me and through them, I can see so clearly how God has transformed me and just been moulding me into the person I am now. And so that is why, of all the things I could ever possibly do, I would still be doing what I'm trying to do right now, although I'd do it a lot better if I couldn't fail. But that's what I'd be doing. I'd be trying to do the same for other people, what's been done for me. Not for some kind of ego boost or feeling that I'm being a great Christian. Although that does sometimes creep in and I have to shake it off as quickly as I can. But that's not why. It's because I just know that the way... God has used those people in my life to transform me is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I just want to be there for other people so that God can do the same. Wow, this is really turning into an absolute waffle now. But yeah.
That's what I would do if I couldn't fail. And yeah. Oh, let's um, let's finish this podcast with one interesting fact about me. That's how that's how I'm going to finish these if I ever make another one. So it's time for Caspian's interesting fact. My interesting fact today is that when I was younger, I had brown eyes. Wait for it. I know it's not interesting yet, but just wait for it. When I was younger, I had brown eyes. And now, I have green eyes. I mean, how has that happened? I didn't know your eyes change colour, but apparently they do, because mine used to be very brown, and now they're greeny-brown, but more green than brown. So there you go. There's my interesting fact. And, yeah, thank you for listening. This has been my first podcast, Rambles with C. Sherwood. And yes, it really was a ramble. So if you get past this episode, I'm proud of you. And I'm very impressed. Oh, I need to have a way of signing off. How can I sign off my podcast? Um, just don't make it cringy, Caspian. Come on now. Something catchy, but not cringy. Um, oh, I like this. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week, my fellow ramblers. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week, my fellow ramblers. Bye for now.